You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. Well, not to beat for the Galway Senior Herders this afternoon, beaten by Tipperary. The same for Cloche de Bollettar as they take the defeat in the Connacht Post Primary School Senior A final. However, University of Galway have won the Purcell Cup and Dunmore Community School in St. Coon's Castle Blakeney are Connacht champions. And there's a lot more besides. Welcome. Uh, we're with you till 8 o'clock and uh, we'll also be looking at basketball where it wasn't a good weekend either for the four goalie teams involved or for Mario Orrin Moore in the FAI uh, Junior Cup. Just one of those weekends really. But in fairness in saying that, there's a good reason to celebrate if you are in the university or an Irish rugby fan for that matter. A good win for Ireland uh, over Italy this afternoon. All of that to come but let's go through the GA results at the moment and uh, these are the results from the National Hurling League and Galway beaten by Tipperary 126 to 24 points Antrim 119 Dublin 120 Westmead 17 points Limerick 1 goal and 20 points that was in Division 1B in the one game in Division 1A it went to uh, Clare who beat Waterford by 20 points to 116 in Division 2A Carlo 322 Meads 116 and Leash beat Kildare 321 to 120 in Division 2B now London put up 3 goals and 30 points on Wicklow 120 in reply and Roscommon were beaten by Tyrone 20 points to 11 while in Division 3A Mayo beat Monaghan by 520 to 9 points and it finished in a draw between Armagh and Sligo Armagh 115 Sligo 2 goals and 12 points in the Purcell Cup in Camogie University of Galway 527 SETU Carlo 1 goal and 9 points today's Carpost Primary School Senior A football final went to St. Gerald's at Castle Bar who beat Colossus to Ballyat Clare by 110 to 1 goal and 8 yesterday in the Carpost Primary School Senior B football final Dunmore were dominant in their win over Carrick and Shannon 115 to 8 points and in the Post Primary School Senior D football final high drama in Dugan Park as St. Coen's Castle Blakeney beat Roscommon Community College it was 14 points to 2-8 at the end of extra time St. Coen's won it 3-2 on penalties let's go back to earlier this afternoon though we'll start with that defeat for Galway in the Alliance National Hurling League losing to Tipperary by 126 to 24 points report from Sean Watch it finished in Thurles Tipperary 126 Galway 24 points after an exciting and entertaining National League game here in Semple Stadium this afternoon Galway started both halves really below par and it was Tipperary that got off to a good start and did that by 6 points to 2 after 9 first half minutes that lead was extended to 7-4 on 15 minutes when Garage O'Connor was a, had a fine game for Tipperary point to the 65 and indeed by the time Connor Bow pointed on the 26th minute the tip men led by 14 points to Galway's 8 however Galway ended that first half well Connor Whelan got 2 excellent points Connor Cooney got a point to leave it at half time 16 points for Tipperary to Galway's 13 points incredibly Tip uh, even though playing into the wind in the start of the second half, hit Galway for the first five points unanswered to build a lead of 21 points to 13, with Mark Kehoe coming in to get three good points from play. Indeed, it was a game in which Tipperary had lost the influential Brian O'Mara and Jake Morris in the opening half. Leading at that stage by 21 points to Galway's 13 points on the 42nd minute, Tip looked to be on their way, but credit to Galway who came back again. And they themselves landed some good scores for Evan Island, Connor Cooney, uh, Evan Island again uh, by the 58th minute to leave Galway within one point, 21 points to 20 at that stage. Connor Cabot got uh, Tipperary's first score in something like uh, 20, 15 minutes to leave them 22 points to 20 up before Galway got back on level terms with points from Connor Cooney and Sean and Nan 
again with eight minutes left. However, tip to their credit kept at the goals. Garage O'Connor pointed a good free to put them up before Evan Nyland equalised again with four minutes of normal time left. However, good points then from Seamus Kennedy, Garage O'Connor from a point from, from play, and then from a free put Tipperary three points up, 26 minutes, 26 points to 23 on the 69th minute. Evan Nyland brought Galway back to within one, but then on the 73rd minute, in, deep into uh, additional time, Sean Anand was black carded for an offence. It led to a penalty, and Garage O'Connor finished the ball to the back of the net and finished the game with a Tipperary win of 126 to 24 points. Garage O'Connor indeed finished with one goal and 12 points for the uh, Tipperary men, who will be quite happy with this display. Willie Connors got two points from midfield, with Connor Bow also getting two points. For Galway, they take much learnings from this game. Probably uh, will look at winning more aerial possession, winning more possession, and uh, certainly not starting either half as uh, off the pace as they looked in this game. However, they will be happy with the way they came very much back into the game. Their scorers on the day were uh, Keena Fahey got a point from a wing back. Donald O'Shea got a point from midfield. Sean O'Nan, who came in to get a point. Conor Cooney, who came back and announced his arrival at this level with five good points from play. Gavin Lee got two good points. Sam Monaghan and Conor Whelan also got two good points each with uh, Evan Island finishing with ten points and the end of a day that Galway will know now that for the rest of the league to finish in the top three, they need to improve their uh, performances and get more results. Final score then again in Thurles is Tipperary 126, Galway 24 points. This is Sean Welch for Galway BFM. Let's hear from the Galway manager, Henry Shefflin, was speaking to Niall Canavan. Henry, um, first off, your, your thoughts on the game? Five points defeat? Yeah, five point defeat, I suppose. Just sure for anyone watching it, it's, it's the start in the first half and the second half, you know, really hurt us. So, some good patches to play, but obviously just not, not good enough. And look, I, I, I don't know if the five point in the overall context of the game, the, the penalty obviously in the last minute, I'm not quite sure about that, but um, in the sense of that we deserve that. But I felt we, even obviously, had a couple of chances if we could have got a point ahead at that stage. Maybe we might have been able to push on because I say we never let the never game. Never let the game go. Yeah, 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 I was thinking that, yeah. So, and I think Evan had the chance to put us a point ahead of that stage. Um, so, yeah, so look, just some good play, some not so good play, you know. Something we've seen over the last year, the fact that Galway have gone behind a good bit in games and were able to come back, but I suppose it's something you're trying to eradicate, the fact that you're falling behind in games. Oh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we the big folks all week and starting strong, you know, yeah. so it was... Uh, it was, it was tough going when you're, you look up at the clock after 17, 18 minutes and we were, we were sixth to probably down to that stage. So um, as much as you can talk about in the dressing room, you have to go onto the pitch and uh, get up to the pitch very, very quickly. So it's something we look at, I suppose, and I'm working again and, and just try and start these games stronger because even last week wasn't wasn't a strong start. And even after half-time, you got back to three points at half-time, which was, yeah. considering Tip had a lot of hurling done, after half-time, I think they got the first five points again. Yeah, I think the last 12 minutes, 13 minutes before half-time, obviously was some better play and uh, yeah then start again we spoke about it again at half time and to go out after half time then and I think we were 8 down at, uh, after 21-13 at that stage so um, so yeah so it was look and I think it's it, it's great in one sense that we were able to respond and, and keep going and, and bring ourselves back into the match but obviously we came down here today to win and I felt that with 60 minutes gone we were in the right position to do that but uh, just a couple of errors which were there to start the match really cost us you know you mentioned a couple of weeks ago Henry I think after the Wexford game the fact that we weren't able to win primary possession I think their half-back line midfield got onto a lot of ball and was the fulcrum of a lot of their attacks yeah and uh, yeah I, I just think that middle zone as, as everyone knows is, is so 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 important uh, so um, yeah that hurt us and we were trying to make changes there and stuff like that but as I said overall just not at the level that is required and look uh, I suppose the positive side is that 
you know, we had six starters from the All Ireland semi final last year, so there's nine players at various different levels of, of inter county experience playing. So I think some of them are quitting themselves quite well, and that, that is a positive to take out today. There's a lot of guys coming back, as I know, Conor Whelan's first day back. I know he's obviously missed a lot of training. Uh, Dahi Burke back as well, Darren Morrissey, they're all getting good game time now. Yeah, and Sean Lennon into that mix as well. So obviously, then we have uh, Declan McLaughlin, unfortunately, broke his thumb last weekend, so he's out for the rest of the league. Uh, Kevin Cooney, obviously, well aware of. So uh, Cottle and uh, Cottle Mannion and Brian Concanon, then hopefully, come the latter stage of the league, they'll be coming back into the fold. Uh, please God. And you have the break now to enter him in two weeks' time? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And uh, obviously, for some of the players, obviously, a lot of them, there's nine of them on Fitzgibbon duty, so I think there's, there's eight of them playing next Wednesday or something like that. So they'll, they'll continue with that but yeah a bit of a break and uh, yeah we'll keep training keep pushing and uh, we'll go ahead for the entering game then Henry big contributions today from Keenan Fahey and Conor Coney and he's first day back in the Maroon jersey this year yeah, no, it was, it was, it was uh, massive and keen, obviously, he started the season very, very well and uh, it was great to have Connor back as well and uh, he, he led the line very well up, up front and stuff like that, so, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, some players will, will be happy, unfortunately, we, we, we had too many, too many fires to put out and we were trying to get players in, John, so, um, yes, a bit, bit, bit disappointing because I said we, we knew today was a big game and we were we were looking forward to it and to start like that and start off the second half like that it's very disappointing Henry Shefflin speaking to uh, Niall Canavan let's get the thoughts of Cyril Farrell he was speaking to Sean Walsh after the game Cyril Farrell in the aftermath of uh, Galway's defeat to uh, Tipperary by in the end the late goal I suppose putting a little bit of a, uh, a nice look on it from a tip point of view 126 to 24 points over Galway but in, you'd have to say I think from a Galway viewpoint the better team won the game uh, the better team won the game we were three down at half time and I suppose we were lucky to be on the train but like we came back during the last seven rapids the first half early on tip were completely on top winning every puck out uh, you know even our own our puck outs weren't there to win them we weren't winning the tip ones either really to be fair but any ball we got up we nearly scored and we got some great scores like Tom Manning got great scores the first half Conor Cody snapped a few again very good Conor Whelan they were all trying hard once they got the ball up now at, after half time you'd expect God to come out and take the game to tip the little breeze we call but just tipped and rattled off the pints again and from there on they kind of search forward I suppose in the end uh, Tip deserved to win no doubt about that but the goal kind of flatters them in the end they didn't like to, with the last minute to go it was down to two points and it could have happened then they got the penalty he got the instructions to go for a point and already saw the instructions he went for the goal stuck in the back there but you'd have to say the best team won but I think like overall that when Galway and Eliza so kind of disappointed they will learn more today yeah. losing than they did winning because today was the first step up a real match you're playing Tip we were hurting from last year it's a big it's a big win for Tip in the sense that you know it's kind of, they're going to qualify for the top three now they'll be very happy for next year for the league we have to go to Corrigan Park the next day <laughs> even today like uh, Antrim without five or six top players I don't think they have them. I think they're retired they ran Dublin very close it's a tough spot to go to but like it'll make us iron out our team and, and start getting start getting our team out there Sean yeah. like settling on who's full back centre back goalkeeper centre forward like we have the players but like it's, it's a matter of kind of really settling our team and get, getting them play to, for one another look at it's not the end of the world they'll be disappointed but I, I still think it'll be better for a managing that they'll sit down and say listen where are we going definitely like they'll have to look at midfield uh, second half again today you know the league came into it a bit the first half the second half not in the, the young O'Shea in it a bit the first half going deep for passes but like not winning any ball midfield now Willie Connors is a tough old jigger but the second half not in it at all like you know you just have to look at these you have to be tough and hard and you know you have to if they're not doing it you have to put other lads in 
the other thing that I suppose both halves Galway started slowly didn't we 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 gave Tip the initiative we let them play at their own tempo they built a decent lead uh, in early stages of the opening half they also I think got the first five points unanswered at the start of the second half that's something we have to work on as well yeah like I suppose this all starts and it's, it's like now I was referring to theirs like we, we pulled it back for half time but every day seems to be that way and their days have come that it mightn't happen you know and definitely when Mark Keogh came back now this guy yeah. is a good hurler he seemed to have the extra pace and he was kind of leaving us for dead at times now maybe there's a hard block of training probably going on and you know today I want to find what's going to happen later on in the year but like you see the building stone like you know you saw like where, where today Westmead ran, ran Limerick pretty close even though Limerick didn't have a kind of a strong team out it's all about getting the points on the board Tip will be happy they've got two more points on the board that means they're four points we're down to two so it means that we kind of have to win the next day against Antrim because that little bit of pressure on you have to go up there to Corrigan Park not an easy place to play but we're well capable of winning it our forwards no matter what six are out there they'll score enough for the balls up there they still score enough once they get the ball but it's, it's, from, it's from midfield back that you have to decide what I really think they have to make up their mind who they're going to play now the college lads have been doing a lot of hurling and they're out again next Wednesday night it'll be a right good game against Joel the Fitzgibbon will be over this week so that means they'll be, they'll be free at least like yeah. you know they won't be caught up but that'll be the same for all the colleges like you look at TJ Brennan there today like uh, he just on that point I mean TJ Brennan and Shane Cooney who started at 3 and 6 were both taken off both coming from different places you say TJ's played a lot of hurling with the colleges as well Connor Cooney just coming or Shane Cooney coming back from the St Thomas's thing but it, it, it is an area that you're going to have to look at ah yeah like you know and uh, like the high board commander the second half was playing wing back like you know we need everyone we need our big players playing well and just going to make the point there TJ, TJ Brennan playing full back there Gareth O'Connor playing centre yeah. forward wing forward they'd be playing together wins and night like but you know when you're winning everything kind of goes well for you so we were kind of chasing the game all day today and you know, they kept to be fair they kept that and that and they had it back down as you said the start of the second half again tip pulled away seemed to be cruising and then Galway came back again and they stuck at had it down to two points Nile was in hard luck hit, hit the upright which wanted to freeze you know and the next thing uh, like Sean Lan took a yellow or a black card he had to really because again just, but again as you marked in the commentary now, uh, Sean uh, it was a lot of kind of one forced errors and tip were trying to play the perfect ball they played lovely ball into the forwards like if all forwards are getting that kind of ball but they had a supply like from their from their midfield and half back then we didn't really have that I suppose ball winning uh, poke outs uh, winning poke outs winning possession uh, it, it's not today that has uh, become an issue but it is something we're going to have to look at going forward down the road I will yeah to win anything big Leinster titles or league titles or, or All-Ireland titles you're going to have to get that sorted out look at their they're still very good hurlers like, but just you'd have to say like when they look you can't hide it I don't know what way the stats are, are on the after we haven't the stats here but like if they look at a video of the game it's there to be seen they will know where their where their, where their weakness are and they'll have to correct it like starting probably tomorrow or Tuesday night and on force errors as well I think we, get, we did give a lot of scores away again you have to put the caveat here it's February hurling there's an awful lot that Galway can take from the game as well the main thing I would take from today was a fantastic spirit that you, you found yourself in a hole in both halves and you dug yourself back in to make yourself very competitive and nearly could have forced a win oh yeah you'd have to say that as you say both halves and in the end I was saying like this is kind of a game that could end up in a draw because we were actually coming at tip and you saw Roland Maher at one stage like there was nothing happening up front he ran from the full back line way up to the, nearly the full forward and to get a buck out as you showed they were they were kind of going for broke with throwing costumes in the, the, 
the, the kind of nearly believed was gone, even though they were that point or two up now. The goal put ice on the cake for them. It did look like coming before that they'd, they'd missed a few chances, but uh, maybe the, the scoreline is harder than goal. Look, it's the same thing when you lose by a pint or yeah. five points. But I still think they learn a lot from it. And they go up to Corrigan Park in two weeks' time, and they, they will, they'll have to win there like to, to, for next year's survival in the league, really. And it's, it's just shown that it's a competitive league, isn't it, in terms of, as you said, Dublin getting over the line by a point today. We saw last night, yeah. Offaly putting it up uh, to Wexford. Uh, Kilkenny and Cork ended up with a, a one-point margin. So nothing easy here. And I think in the back of teams' minds, while the league probably isn't important, finishing in the top three is what they want to do to make sure they're in next year's top division. Yeah, well, it's all about, like, it's the future, really, like, you know, and you can say it doesn't matter what it does. It's the future that counts, like, and you 1A next year will be very competitive. You're going to have the top seven teams in whoever they are. But, like, as you can see, like, all the matches, as you say, after last night, uh, could have could got a win against Wexford a draw game. They, with Cork last night beating the pint, you know, by Kilkenny. Kilkenny would be delighted. You know, Limerick got it tough enough today. Like, it's just, the matches are all very, very tight. Uh, what to call what or clear one or what clear one today by a point yeah. to do again. Like it's it's tough going like and uh, now Galway do get a two week break which is a big plus I think for the next day. And uh, you know I would love to see kind of a like with the lads sitting down a kind of a settled team uh, especially up to mid well, it's, it's the judgement time now isn't it in terms of getting your team on the field picking your positions picking your 26 as well there's a panel probably of 37 to 40 lads in there it's it's time to start swimming and looking at what, what you judge is your best 15 and 26 isn't it ah yeah that, uh, that'll come eventually and like as you know like Sean the 26 fella is important as number 15 because like you know you're going to need everyone here like uh, you know you saw the subs have to go out there today lads getting injured some lads going on hurt on their shoulder you're like you know that happens and it's, it's just like the league is only getting kind of heating up now and like yeah. when the championship comes it'll be burning hot so you're going to need everyone like and you need them all tip top shape you'd pity anyone that likes Kevin Cooney who got an injury yeah. last, the last week or two because you know the hamstrings off the go it's hard to get back in time another learning day we'll put it down to that oh yeah it's all about you know what to call we're, it's on the you know we're, we're following the process and the, you know like we're, we're going on the right uh, right path and we're, lear- we're learning the, the, the life uh, the life issues but look at that that's hurling and look at every day is a different day and I'm sure they'll be back on track the next time yeah and the next action for a lot of them is that uh, semi-final of the Fitzgibbon Cup University of Galway play the University of Limerick indoor Bearfield on Wednesday evening and it's at half past six with the other semi-final between Mary Immaculate and SET Washford in Mallow at 5.15 right we're going to take a quick commercial break but when we come back we are going to be going to Camogie and to those three schools finals You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. You're welcome back. Let's go to Camogie and that fantastic win for the University of Galway this afternoon in the Purcell Cup final. They did it in some style, putting up five goals and 27 points in the process. They got, they conceded one goal and nine. SETU Carlo, the team that were beaten, the story of the game from Darren Kelly. University of Galway 527, SETU Carlo 1 9. After two recent final defeats, University of Galway finally got their hands in the Electric Ireland Personal Camogie Cup today with this comprehensive 30-point victory over SETU Carlow. The Galway side dominated from start to finish, even if it took until the second quarter to make their mark on the scoreboard. Tiffany Fitzgerald, Nee McPeak, Murray Dillon, Catherine Hanley and Tegan Canning all registered as Kevin Connolly's team took a six points to the fourth advantage, while Catherine Hanley also had an 11-minute penalty go wide. But the Goey side weren't long waiting for their first goal. Tegan Canning put the ball into the back of the net on 13 minutes. And when Aoife Power got their second a few minutes later, it was 2-8 to 4 points. 
It finished 4-11 to 5 points at half-time. Anya Olakin and Murray Dillon also adding green flags. And University of Galway didn't let up during the third quarter, even if SETU Carlo had their best spell. Sophie Hennessy got the goal for the Carlo side on 42 minutes, but points for Neve McPeak, Murray Dillon, Alwyn Rabbit, and another goal this time coming for Aoife Power. Uh, Murray Dillon was also on target and a Laurie Kelly free, had it 5-16 to 1-9 to University of Galway entering the final quarter. The Carlos side, managed by Anne Downey, who was briefly sent off at the end of the first half, didn't score again as University of Galway got the final 11 points of this game. Laura Kelly got two either side of Aoife Power, while Alana Kelly also contributed a brace. Neve McPeak added to her score. It was 5.22 to 1.7 with six minutes remaining. Aoife Power, Sabina Rabbit getting further scores. Neve McPeak and two for Laura Kelly allowed the Galway team run out comfortable winners in the end. So after the disappointment of losing to MTU Cork last year, University of Galway will take part in the Ashburn Cup in 2025. But for 2024, they are the Person Cup champions. Tegan Canning is the Galway BFM player of the match. Final score again, University of Galway 527, SETU Carlo 1-9, Darren Kelly, Galway BFM Sport in the Dome at the College GA Centre of Excellence in Bacon. We'll hear from Tegan Canning in a couple of minutes but before that, Darren spoke to the joint captains Fiona Ryan and Tiffany Fitzgerald. Uh, first now I have to have a bone to pick here with Fiona Ryan uh, Fiona you were so uh, focused on your warm up here before and you nearly took me out of the match with a puck out before throwing I was actually wondering who it was that I hit and I was going to apologise but actually, I actually struck it quite well as well so apologies to that oh I thought it was, after I got over the shock I thought it was pinpoint but look first things first what does this mean to you joint captain of your college finally getting your hands on the personal cup ah uh, yeah like look at the start of the year like our biggest aim was to get back here and after two tough years like we kind of knew we had an awful lot of work to do to come back and we got where we wanted and thankfully we got over the line today He did it too and you're a superb Tiffany will bring you in there as they're calling you Galway's favourite Kilkenny player at the moment uh, look again the forward, the forwards are getting what you call as, uh, the credit with the scores they got but as Fiona touched on there he worked hard in defence uh, there to make sure that SETU Carroll got a few chances but they didn't get too many Yeah no we were we wanted to make sure today that we were going to put out our best performance of the year so we are making sure there wasn't much goals going in and the backs are absolutely unbelievable. I have full faith in those backs and we just have each other's backs throughout the pitch. Like We're all best friends off the pitch, which is the main thing. We have such good fun playing with each other and it's just... It's a pleasure, to be honest. College is Kongi. Yeah, you gave a great foundation as well there. And then from uh, the midfielders on, they took it up there and got up the other end of the field there as well. And it was tight after a quarter, but then the co- scores came in the second quarter. What were you saying at halftime? Because I know the match isn't over, but you're in a very good position. Uh, we just say keep plugging away because really we've been playing well all year and we just wanted everyone to see how actually good we are. I know it's... Like it's, we've been wanting to get up to Ashburn for the last. Well, I'm in the college three years, and it's taken us three years to get up there, and we just can't wait now to get up to the top tier, Camogie, because that's where all these girls deserve to be playing. And that's the question I'll, I'll go before I let you go as well to the two of you, because that's what you wanted in the day. You want to win silverware, but you want to play with the elite. That's what third level Camogie uh, is all about: uh, leveling the standards and getting up there. And you're finally back in the Ashburn Cup. Ah, yeah. Look, like I think today was definitely our our better performance out of the whole year like we were absolutely phenomenal from in the goal like looking at everyone like we were absolutely brilliant like um, from the get go and to play with Ashburn obviously like it's that step up but I think we're definitely ready for it like as Tiff said it's a long time coming we need to 
uh, we need to try and get Fiona Masters because yeah, uh, it's my last year now, but I might be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have the conversation about that again. Finally, before I let you go, it's a Sunday evening, but I've no doubt it's going to be a bank holiday in University of Galway. For sure, for yeah, sure. Definitely, and it's Rag Week in Galway as well, so it'll be, <laughs> great, be great for the week. <laughs> I said, Killy could be booking off work for the week. Uh, Fiona, Tiffany, we'll let you go. Well done because we're going to bring in the player of the match before we finish up the broadcast in this game. Tegan, come over here and talk to me. First things first, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, we're very happy out now. It's a long time coming, so... And there has been that hurt as well there and you were so focused and so determined this leading into the weekend. I was talking to Kevin earlier in the week there but you have to put in the performances. You had the big game yesterday as well. You got that job done and when you settled down and you settled down quick enough you got the job done here. Yeah, no, it's a new experience as well. We hadn't played in the Dome ever before so yeah, it was a long time coming. We're a lot, a good few years of hurt, three years so yeah, we deserve to be up in Ashburn now so it's, it's good that we're finally back up there. You were determined, you got out there at the start I know the scores probably took a while to get going well they didn't for you because you were banging them over for fun down that left flank there as well and we, we think you might be done out of one point but we, we leave that alone but again what's it like playing here in the Dome as well because everything just seems to move so much faster definitely yeah especially because the ground now is a lot softer and in Dangan is a lot softer anyway but yeah it was a good experience it's good the ball definitely hops a bit higher but yeah after the first 10 minutes we were kind of coming to bearings with it so yeah I was talking to Tiffany there and Fiona about the defensive side of things, but it's like when you got to midfield forward, you just telepathically seem to know where each other were. You were moving the ball quickly, two, three, four player movements, so many involved, and you took the scores. Yeah, actually, the girls inside, unreal. Their first touch is class. The two Clare women and then we have a few Galway girls, they were unreal. Like any ball that came their way, it was over the bar or a score. So, yeah, we're playing with each other now a good while, challenges and the league and everything. So, yeah, we just... We knew what each other was thinking, so yeah, it was good. It was nice to all come together now after the hard work. And it worked well too. Of course, we have to talk before we let you go about the goal because that ended up being the main turning point. You got to start going there again. The movement was coming fast. You just had to do your job. Were you thinking about the goal when you got the ball in the hand? Um, not really. But it just opened up then, so I said, sure, I'd chance it. And Paid off, yeah. Tegan, listen, we were very disappointed they took you off early in the second half there as well, but you've done your part there as well. It was such a great team contribution overall as well. I was saying there talking to Louise a few moments ago that even coming off the bench, like, it's a great squad, great camaraderie, and like, you know you're involved in many great teams at county and club level there too as well, but it's a special spirit with this team. No, it is, definitely. I really enjoy playing for the college because there's girls from all over, and it took 29 girls, it was 29 of us to win today, and over the last few matches, it definitely took everyone. Yeah, everyone played their part in winning today. They most certainly did, and I'd say the celebrations, well, it'll go on for the week, because it's rag week this week in the college, but well done to the University of Galway. They are back in the Ashburn Cup after winning the Purcell Cup today by 5.27 to 1.9. And by the way, the Ashburn Cup itself went to UL, who put 6.11 past uh, Technical University Dublin, uh, 6.11 to 1.12, the final score in that game. Remember UL were involved in a very controversial situation last year where um, they... Uh, they were told they had to win by 33 points to beat Minute. they won it by 34 and still didn't get through to the Ashburn weekend so uh, it's uh, uh, a justification for them uh, this year in winning the Ashburn Cup right let's go to schools football and today not a good day for Colossus de Balliaclar unfortunately losing out to St. Gerald's in the Car Post Primary Schools Senior A Football Final 110 to 1-8 the final score Kevin Dwyer St. Gerald's Castlebar one goal and 10 points Colossus de Balliaclar one goal and 8 points 
Disappointment for the Galway side as they lose out by a two-point margin to the Mayo team St. Gerald's Castle Bar in this Connacht College's Senior A football final played at University of Galway Connacht Centre of Excellence at Bacon. Castlebar got a crucial goal midway through the first half to take a 1-2 to 3 points lead and that score by Keen Walsh was to prove to be vital in the end as Galway were always struggling to get their noses back in front. At half time it was 1-6 to 5 points in favour of Gerald's with Clare Galway's first half scores coming from Daniel Fitzmaurice with 2 points a point from play by Killian Trayers and a point each from freeze by Aina Monaghan and Stephen Curley. Along with Keane Walters' goal, Ryan Gibbons pointed three frees. Gavin Forry got one from a free, and Dara Neary pointed twice from play for the Castle Bar side. Clare Galway never gave up on their efforts and had a good start to the second half when Ina Monaghan's free narrowed the gap to a goal. However, Gavin Forry's free for Castle Bar restored their four point lead, but then Colosh de Balia Clare struck for a goal. A free from Stephen Curry hopped back off the Castle Bar upright and Rhino Flaherty was on hand at the edge of the square to collect the rebound and rattle the net. 1-7 to 1-6 after 47 minutes. Unfortunately for Colosh de Balliaclore, they could not build on Flaherty's goal and over the next 10 minutes St. Charles knocked over three points with the Gavin Forry free and two from play by Dara Neary so that the game, as it entered the final four minutes of added time, stood at 1-10 for St. Charles Castle Bar, 1-6 for Colosh de Balliaclore. Clare Galway needed a goal, but then the Castle Bar defence was resolute. Aina Monaghan pointed to leave a goal in it, and it was late on when the Clare Galway side won a 13-metre free in front of goal. Monaghan's effort for a goal came back off the post, and once again, Ryan Flaherty was there to pick up the rebound, but this time he could only shoot over the bar for the final score of the game, as Colosse de Balliaclare lost out on a final scoreline. St. Gerald's Castle Bar, one goal at 10 points. Colosse de Balliaclare, one goal at 8 points. This is Kevin Dwyer for Galway Bay FM Sport. It was better yesterday for Dunmore Community School. Totally dominant in their win over Carrick on Shannon, one fifteen to 8 points. Kevin again. Dunmore Community School, one goal and 15 points. Carrick on Shannon Community School, 8 points. A comprehensive victory for Dunmore in this Connacht College's Senior B final played at University of Galway Connacht Centre of Excellence in Bacon. Dunmore dominated the first 20 minutes and led by 9 points to 1 before the Leitrim side staged a mini-revival to score 3 late first-half points and narrow the gap 9 points to 4 in favour of the Galway side at half-time. Dunmore Community School burst out of the blocks early in the second half and they scored 1-4 without reply in the opening third quarter to extend their lead 1-13 to Carrick on Shannon's four points. For Dunmore, it was a matter of managing the final quarter and not leaving themselves exposed to a Leitrim comeback. Christopher Donlan, the goalie, had a fine game and made one or two crucial saves to deny Carrick on Shannon any chance of making inroads on the scoreboard. The Leitrim side dependent on their ace free taker, Josh May, for scores. He ended with a tally of six out of his side's eight points. Dunmore's teamwork was excellent for the most part, except for a spell just before half-time. Donnan was rock-solid and goal and was well served by a physically strong defensive side, ably led by full-back Finian Cronin. Dunmore dominated midfield for long periods, with the Galway BFM man of the match, Rory Walken, particularly impressive, and adding two points to their scoreline in the second half. 
All of the Dunmore forwards made a huge contribution, including the hard-working Barry Murray, who covered every blade of grass. Colum Costello was top scorer with five points, four from play. Full forward Porrick Martin fisted to the net in the second half at the end of an excellent team move, and he also scored their first opening point. The other Dunmore scorers were Niall Heenahan, Robert Heenahan, Jonathan Meehan, Robert Glynn, who got three points, and Dahi Reddington. A fine victory then for the Galway side, as Dunmore Community School take the honours on a final scoreline. Dunmore Community School, one goal of 15 points. Carrick and Shannon Community School, eight points. This is Kevin DeWire for Galway BFM Sport. And the, the Senior D final needed penalties to separate St. Coons Castle Blakeney and Roscommon Community College in Duggan Park. Ivan Smith. St. Coons College Castle Blakeney, 14 points. Roscommon Community College, 2-8. St. Coons College Castle Blakeney win 3-2 on penalties. St. Coons College Castle Blakeney were crowned Connacht post-primary school's senior D football champions as they came through an amazing final against Roscommon Community College. It was substitute goalkeeper Jack Tully who proved the hero for St. Coons. He saved three successive penalties in the shootout to deny Roscommon Community College their first ever Connacht title at senior level. It was Tully's fellow substitute Daniel Keating who helped send this game to penalties. He kicked two late frees at the end of extra time to deny Roscommon Community College on two occasions. St. Coons College kicked the final three points in normal time and the final score at the end of extra time as they showed great determination and no shortage of resolve before Jack Tully stepped up to be crowned the hero of the hour. In a contest which was played in treacherous weather conditions with underfoot conditions doing little to aid either side, it was a little surprise that this was a low-scoring affair. The opening half of normal time saw St. Coons lead two points to one after 20 minutes with Michael Mulrine leading the way up front for the eventual winners. However, St. Coons were proving wasteful as they kicked four wides in the first quarter alone with Roscommon Community College scoring 1-2 without reply before the break, the goal coming for Brian Keegan. St. Coons trailed 1-3 to two points at half time but get three successive scores at the start of the second half with that man Keating potting a free to reduce the deficit to the minimum. However, St. Coons were still proving wasteful as they kicked 11 whites by the end of the hour of football. Ryan Dowling slotted over two frees and a mark in the second half to help Roscommon Community College lead 1-6 to 6 points after 54 minutes. St. Coons hit back to cut their deficit to the minimum, but time appeared to be running out before Dowling was stripped of possession with that man Michael Burke kicking a point with the final kick at normal time to send this contest to extra time. St. Coons had kicked the last score of extra time as the contest finished 9 points to a goal in 6. St. Coons kicked three points without reply in extra time. Thomas Melody with one and that man Burke with two more as they led 12-1-6 to at the end of the first period of extra time. Roscommon Community College hit back with the Dowling free before that man Dowling scored a goal in the 79th minute of the game as he appeared to snatch victory. However, Keating hit back with a pointed free for St. Coons but the drama was not finished. Ryan Dowling stepped up and scored a sensational effort off his left from play in the third minute of injury time as he appeared to seal victory for Roscommon Community College. Keating hit back once more though. He slotted over free in the 84th minute of a quite amazing game to send the contest to penalties. Both sides converted their opening two spot kicks before that man Tully made himself the hero as he saved three successive penalties to ensure St. Coons were crowned Connacht Post-Primary School's Senior D champions and atone for their final defeat at this stage of the competition last year. It finished on a full-time scoreline 
of St. Coons College Castle Blakeney, 14 points. Roscommon Community College, 2-8. As St. Coons prevailed, 3-2 on penalties. This is Ivan Smith reporting for Goy BFM. You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. To rugby, we're going to go next. Ireland have beaten Italy by 36 points to nil at the Aviva Stadium this afternoon. The report from Ashling O'Reilly. It's full time here at the Aviva Stadium. A comfortable victory for Ireland, making it two wins from two in this year's Six Nations. It finished Ireland 36, Italy nil. There was six tries for Ireland and none for Italy. Ireland led by 19-0 at the break. The first try of the game came from Jack Crowley, which was his first international try. Also tries in that first half from Dan Sheehan and Jack Conan. Ireland picked up where they left off with Dan Sheehan powering over for his second of the game to pick up the bonus point. Things went from bad to worse for Italy when Tomoso Menoncello picked up a yellow card and was sent to the sin bin after a trip on James Lowe. With 56 minutes played, we saw Harry Byrne introduced for Hugo Keenan. He went in at out half with Crowley pushing to full back. Ireland got their fifth try of the game then through James Lowe as he barged down the wing. But Jack Crowley's kicking hasn't matched the rest of his game here today as he missed the conversion the third time out of five. Calvin Ash popped up with the sixth try of the game for Ireland, his second at international level following on from last week in France. The set piece in particular has been very impressive from an Irish point of view. James Lowe picked up the player of the match. And next up, it is Ireland against Wales here at the Aviva in two weeks' time. It finished Ireland 36, Italy nil. Now let's go to soccer, to local soccer and a roundup of what has been going on with Mike Rafferty. Well, the Goa League's last representatives in the FAI Junior Cup, Mario and Moore, exited the competition this afternoon when they were beaten 4-0 by Cockhill Celtic up in uh, in the Inishowen Peninsula. Uh, the home side made the perfect start and uh, Corey McBride put them in front. Uh, they got a second just in the last minute of the opening half through Luke Redden and thereafter really was an uphill struggle for Mario and Moore and uh, later goals by Darty and Mullen. Uh, sealed a home win uh, for Cockhill Celtic who were through to the uh, last eight uh, and the uh, quarterfinals of the FAI Junior Cup. However, it's been a good run for uh, Brendan O'Connor, Noel Graney and his Mario Moore side uh, to get to this stage of the competition for the first time ever. Meanwhile, back in the uh, local scene in the Western Ireland Advice Premier League, three games down for decision yesterday and uh, out in... Uh, Kilcornan, there was no joy for Calga because they conceded two soft early goals as they went down by uh, four goals to nil against table toppers uh, Salter and Devon who were making it ten wins from ten starts. A uh, little back flick header by Vinnie Fardy put them in front and after a poor defensive clearance, Matthew Barrett added a second. Uh, Mikey Fox struck a cracking effort from about 25 yards for the third and in the closing stages Vinnie Fardy with a cheeky Penenka penalty uh, made it four in the latter stages Salted Devon the dominant team for the duration against what must be said was a young Calga uh, side who have uh, much changed from last season uh, second place to Athen Wright kept pace uh, in spite of going behind early on uh, they led by 2-1 at the break and they were now convincing 5-1 winners over St Bernard's uh, Gavin Gilmore got two of those goals uh, Dan Gilmore Dan Cunningham uh, from a free kick Cahal Fahey and Aaron Neary all in the mark for the home side and in a big game a big result down the lower regions of the table uh, Renmore were 3-1 winners over uh, Coleman's Town United in a game played out in Kiltala uh, the winners led by 2-0 at the break Samuel Mokua got two of those goals Keen Specht uh, got the other Dylan Grady got a late consolation goal for Coleman's Town United as I mentioned at the top of the table Devon are 10 from 10 at the right four points behind with the same amount of games played 
said uh, joint third are Colga and Hibernians at the bottom of the table St Bernard and Comestown are now on four points Loch Ray are on eight points and Renmore have are on nine so a big win for Renmore in that particular contest there was only one other game league game played throughout all the divisions and that's how East Galway United run out 5-0 winners over Craig Moore Galway all the goals came in the second half as Dar- Darren Hayward scored twice Ger Ward Remy O'Hara and Owen Kelly and that puts East Galway United into the top half of the Division 1 table in the Michael Byrne Cup in a game played in midweek Mario and Moore were 4-0 winners over Hibernians and in, elsewhere over the weekend it was all lower Division Cup action a couple of games uh, cancelled as well but on Friday night on Hedford Moyne Villa uh, led on th- three occasions well they finished up winning 4-3 against MacDara so as I should credit said that MacDara came from behind on three occasions Parry Cunningham scored all four goals for Moyne Villa and two of them were from the penalty spot while uh, for MacDara uh, Madeline Oprea uh, Keen Shoika and Eamon O'Lynchy were all on the mark for the Connemara side in a very competitive affair but of course uh, Moyne Villa played division ahead of uh, MacDara uh, Mine, uh, Mario and Moore B were 4-2 winners over Tune Celtic with goals from Breheny, Pierce, Matthews and Imzini while Gavin Connell and Keen Ryan scored for Tune Celtic three games in that uh, Joe Ryan Cup were postponed due to unplayable pitches but uh, goals from uh, Darren Moylan and Eric York helped boil me bows to a 2-0 win over uh, Merlin Woods while University of Galway were less than impressive at home in Dangan this morning when they beat uh, St Pat's by uh, three goals 2-1 it was uh, a Megan a Megan Glenn sorry Mason Glynn free kick that put St. Pat's in front they had a number of other opportunities but didn't take them the sides were level at the break as Shea O'Connor converted from the penalty spot John Jack Joyce put the students in front before Owen Fahey wrapped up the win for the college side <coughs> and in the Jack and Lillis Cup there are wins for Canberra United Kiltala and Colga B uh, also no joy for Knocknacarra in the FAI Under 17 Cup beaten 1-0 at home by Bridge United and in the Women's Connor Cup Salt of Devon were 4-3 away winners over Castle Bar uh, Town uh, the game between Carb Celtic and Cam Celtic was postponed due to no playable pitch I think that's on for next week in Mayo while no joy for Mindville either beaten 4-0 by Manila It was a poor weekend for Galway sides in the National League We'll leave that for a second because I'm going to go back to that that's Adrian O'Neill we'll be going back to Adrian O'Neill in a moment but I was going to stay with soccer for a brief minute bring you full times in the Premier League we'll start with the game this evening Manchester United beating Aston Villa by two goals to one Tom Ross Aston Villa one Manchester United two a massive three points for Ten Hag's men but Aston Villa will point to poor defending for both United goals and a host of missed opportunities but Manchester United had the quality to play the game at the pace they wanted a good game end to end but all that mattered as both managers made the point early all that mattered was the result and the three points have gone to United Aston Villa 1 Manchester United 2 Meanwhile it was a, it was a bit of a weekend for Galway side Meanwhile it was a bit of a hammering to say the least in the uh, uh, in the game between Arsenal and West Ham Guy Swindles West Ham nil, Arsenal 6 a red letter day for the Gunners in East London as they not only went level on points with Manchester City they also caught up a 6 goal deficit as far as goal difference was concerned they scored 4 in the first half as they took complete control through Saliba Sackles penalty Gabriel and Trossard 
but that wasn't enough for the Gunners and in the second half there was a second goal for Saka and Declan Rice with two assists in the first half made it a wonderful return for him to his former stamping grounds when he curled in a wonderful right foot effort to make it six. After that Arsenal had further opportunities couldn't take them. West Ham a day to forget. West Ham nil Arsenal six. Now we'll go to basketball round up the action with Adrian O'Neill. It was a poor weekend for Galway sides in the National Leagues with all four sides suffering defeats. Starting with the insuremyvan.ie Men's Super League, Mary lost out to Flexichem Kilorglin by seven points yesterday in Calisanctious College. Mary had an unusually slow start and despite only trailing by one point after four minutes, Kilorglin went on an 8-0 run and by the end of the first quarter, Mary trailed by nine, 26 points to 17. The second quarter was quite even, but Mary never got close in the nine points. Clorgan were never more than 13 ahead on the other hand. By half-time, Mary trailed by just 10 points, 50-40. Clorgan's three-point shooting, having scored seven from 14 attempts compared to Mary's four from 19, was essentially the difference. That changed in the third quarter, with Tamir Gadsden scoring three three-pointers for Mary and totaled 18 points in the quarter alone to reduce their deficit to just four points going into the last quarter. Mary threw everything they had at Kilorglin in the last quarter, with the visitors, Kendall Jacks, kept Kilorglin ahead at all times. Mary got within two points, but that was as close as they could make it, as Kilorglin hit nearly all their free throws to see out the game. Top scores for Mary were Tamir Gadsden with 38 points, Tom Dumont with 16 and Zvonimir Kutuk with 14. Final scores, Mary 91, Flexchem Kilorglin 98. Clorgan winning was not good news for McQuillan, and with UCC Demons also winning, the pressure was on McQuillan to get a result over Neptune today. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, and after a few positive weeks for McQuillan, they are now in a real relegation struggle, as they are on 15 points level with both Clorgan and UCC Demons following their wins this weekend. Today's game started with the intensity to be expected from such an important game. McQuillan were much the stronger side, racing into a 12-0 lead, with Grant Olsen, James Kinnear and Ivan Bassage all scoring well. Neptune did settle into the game, and by the end of the first quarter, McQuillan led by 8 points, 25-17. McQuillan's offence dried up in the second quarter, as they only scored 9 points. But strong defence meant they limited the damage, as Neptune only led by 1 point at half-time. Again, in the third quarter, McQuillan's offence was struggling, but this time Neptune capitalised with a 15-2 run, which ultimately created a gap too big for McQuillan to bridge. Going into the last quarter, Neptune led 62-48. Neptune slowed down the last quarter, and despite McQuillan's aggressive play and constant attempts to get back into the game, and the fact that they were not out of the game until the last two minutes, credit must go to Neptune for seeing the game out well for a 10-point win. Top scorers from McQuillan were Grant Olsen with 22, Ivan Bassage with 11 and James Kinnear with 8. Final scores, McQuillan 60, energy-wise Ireland-Neptune 70. There were also losses for both Titans in the Men's Division 1 and University of Galway Mystics in the Women's Super League. Titans had a decent start to the game, but a poor second and third quarter cost them dearly. Their top scorers were Deontay Robinson with 26, Cole McCormick with 15 and Sam Mensah with 14. The final score was SETU Carlo 101, Titans 77. University Galway Mystics were trailing by 24 points by halftime in their game, and despite a seriously impressive third quarter, the gap was too big as Trinity Meteors went on to win by 13. Top scores for Mystics were Emma Galvin with 20, Shannon Cunningham with 19, and Cara McLean with 15.
Final scores, University of Galway Mystics 70, Trinity Meteors 83. Now we're going to go to American football because Super Bowl takes place tonight in Las Vegas. San Francisco 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hear from both head coaches. We'll start with the uh, San Francisco head coach, Carl Shanahan, who said that they are desperate to go one better than their defeat to the Chiefs in this game four years ago. I got told this a long time ago. Uh, there's usually only one team that's happy at the end of the year. And so whether it comes down to the Super Bowl, it's a playoff game, it's it's all the same. Like, we're going for the big one. Yeah, it hurts when you get that close to it because it is so hard to get there. And let's hear from Andy Reid, a man who has won it uh, a couple of times, to say the least. They're looking to become the first American team to back, American football team to win back-to-back Super Bowls in just under 20 years. Head coach Reid insists they're not focusing on building a dynasty. As far as the legacy goes, I don't really think about that. We're, we're so tied up into the game and getting ready for the game that that's where all your energy goes. And the neat thing about football is very humbling. Yeah, it gets underway half past 11 tonight. Let's go racing. Round up the day with George. The William Hill Boyne Hurl, the Grade 2 contest over two miles by furlongs, was the feature contest today at Navan. And it went the way of Hidden Valley Lake, where tipped up and he's only run the season in the beginner's chase. Good form over Hurl's last time, last season in graded company. In the end today, he cruised home three and a quarter lengths clear of Beacon Edge, who was heavily backed in this contest. And in third place was the Capo Glory. Blazing Cal was pulled up early in the straight, was a desperately weak in the market, five to two out to eleven to two. Never really featured, but Hidden Valley Lake was good value for his success. Picked up again at the final flight when it was threatening that Beacon Edge and company might just close. The other grade two on the card was the great 10 up novices chasing over three miles and it went to American Mike, who overcame a horlicks of a mistake down the back straight second time to be a length and a quarter too good for Nick Rocket with Benelica Cooner back in third place. Well back to Benelica Cooner into 11 away at favourite American Mike returned 7 to 2 and might, one would think, be a challenger for something like the National Hunt chase. The listed mayor's novices hurdle, as expected, went to better days ahead, who cruised home. Please on favourite, miles clear of Darrell in second place, uh, Pastoral in sixth turn, turn 16 to 1 ahead of Mel Monroe. The opening maiden hurdle went to Noel Mead's Group 1 winning flat racer Helvig Dream, who won a Tattersall's Gold Cup a couple of seasons ago. Helvig Dream jumped well in the main apart from the last flight of hurdles when he really belted it and in the end got up to beat Agostura at 11-2 right on the line virtually. Won by a half a length. Was good value. Claude Duval back in third place won to take out of the contest. In the handicap hurdle, over 2-6 where our tip Z-band was the 4-1 joint favourite. A Made a couple of mistakes and emptied quickly after the second last as Aidan's May went clear and held a renewed effort of full noise. Uh, compensation for Charles and Philip Burns, this 16-1 to 1 winner. Certainly no market confidence behind him. Cantico justified 11-4 to 4 on favouritism for Mrs Audrey Turley, Patrick and Willie Mullins in the crew bumper. And as we tipped up in our lunchtime preview, thought there might be a Galway winner today at... Navin and young Dev, who relishes really testing ground, and it was like a glue pot on the chase track today. With young Dev uh, returning to the winner's enclosure for owner Liam Mulrine, trainer Dennis Hogan, and jockey Daniel King, the 12 to 1 shot. Roly poly boy in the end and positive tinker back in third place but young Dave cruised into the race looked maybe in trouble at the second last but he's a real grueler and this was I think a sixth career success for him he was back to a mark two pounds lower than his last winning chase mark and won in good style John at 12 to 1 yeah fair play George I'm just going to go swimming Daniel Wiffness picked up a seven place finish in the world championship finals he recorded a time of 3.46.65 in the 400 metre decider he is competing in the 800 metre freestyle event on Tuesday 
Tuesday, of course, John Short from Ross Cam also taking part in... Um, in that, Aoife O'Rourke has won her division at the Strangia Boxing Tournament in Sofia. Uh, she had a split decision win over a uh, Thailand opponent. Uh, good preparation, of course, for the Paris Qualified Olympian. And uh, just to mention soccer, of course, the Africa Cup of Nations final gets is underway in the next two minutes. And it is Ivory Coast, the host nation, who take on Nigeria, uh, the home side, looking for their first title since 2013. The Eagles looking for their fourth crown. You're listening to the Full Time Whistle on Galway Bay FM. And that's it for the Full Time Whistle on this Sunday night. You'll be able to hear it back again from tomorrow as part of our podcast. And if you want to listen back to the commentary of the hurling, you can do so. And all the reaction, that's now up on goybfm.ie. The half door is up next. And uh, thanks for your company. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.